I'm so happy to be back and chatting with you about C-sections and how to repair from having a C-section. So I... Am I a bad mom if? Should they know how to do this? Should I know how to do this? Why does it always seem to come so easy to everybody else? Well, hello and welcome to the New Mom Naturopath Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kaylin Galloway, and I'm here to help you navigate the roller coaster ride of motherhood and to help conquer the mental load of postpartum. My goal is to help you to stop panic Googling, finding judgy Facebook groups, and to start to become the mother you've always dreamed you could be. In this podcast, I aim to adopt the naturopathic principle of doceri, which means to teach. None of this information should be considered medical advice. As always, before you make any changes to your healthcare regimen, always consult your personal doctor. so happy to be back and chatting with you about c-sections and how to repair from having a c-section so i hear a lot of times women online always saying that you know you should never have a c-section or there's like you should do everything you can to avoid a c-section and sometimes that's not possible i know i could have gone through with having a natural and i was gonna say something and i'm forgetting what i was gonna say I don't know. It'll come back to me, hopefully. But the mindset of going in and saying it's going to be okay, that I don't have to judge myself for being in a C-section or having a C-section, that's, you know, perfect for me. So I prepped for having a C-section by creating a space in my home. And I think I would have done this whether or not I had a C-section or not, but because I was able to know ahead of time that I was going to have to have a healing, like a a long, longer term of healing just so that I could get the scar to be as minimal as possible and also to manage my almost 10 pound baby. So yeah, I created a space in my home that was mainly my postpartum space. I stayed in my bed for a little bit, but mostly I stayed in my rocking chair. My rocking chair had a had my cart next to it, which had the three tiers. It had all my snacks, all my baby, all the baby stuff, diapers, changes of clothes for me and baby. Note, you probably need more stuff from you than you realize because you get messy too. I feel like I had in my mind that moms were not the ones that got messy, and it's, like, not true. Anyway, I created a place where I didn't have to move very far. I had the hamper right there. I had the trash right there. I had everything ready for me so that when I had to move, I could, you know, put the baby down in the pack-and-play that was very close. It had the bassinet little, like, feature on it, but I... And so when I needed to put him down... I had the swing nearby. I had the pack and play. We had all the things. It was all very close to it. The other thing I did was I had my, like everything kind of set up so that it was very easy in my apartment. I didn't have to do a lot of maneuvering. And then I didn't have to leave the house except for his casting appointments with Club Feet, which didn't happen until two weeks after. So I gave myself the ability to process not having to be in very many places. I had I had groceries delivered, and then when we did have to go pick stuff up, it was kind of like, my husband's going to do that job. And 
I was cool with that. But especially for the first couple weeks. So I created that idea. Now the second thing is I did move. Now I didn't do anything that my doctor wouldn't have recommended, but I did go for walks and I did make sure I moved around my house. I carried him and like, you know, I, I made sure I moved. Part of most of this is because increase and anytime you have a surgery, you have a higher increase in clotting risk. And I just didn't want to be in that category. And then also to be able to move allows you to have the lymph in your body lymph fluid move as well because your lymph system does not have pumps and how it does that how it moves fluid is by movement and so I tried to make sure that I moved I didn't do any core exercises I didn't do any workouts I didn't lift any weights but I did go on walks and you know I had family come into town we did walks across I actually went to Pike's place and went and pushed the stroller it was hot but it was really awesome you know made sure I did activities that kept me moving but wasn't over exhaustion over exhausting and I always had a way to take a rest when I needed it and listen to my body and then once I was cleared for exercising which is about six weeks after I started doing things that like working out the program that I started doing was strong like a mom and this really does focus on core strength and does it in a really cool way I loved it another really great opportunity option i didn't actually take this course, but Belly Whisper has C-section courses that are specifically designed to help you with not just the core exercises that are necessary after postpartum, which every woman should do, but also help you with the scar tissue that kind of forms after postpartum if you have a C-section, as well as the sensation of the C-section. So anybody going into a C-section, just to note that the area of an incision where you get where they cut into you. <laughs> I'm just talking real, real wheel. But, you know, I, honest, this is this is what I was thinking about in the beginning. I I knew it was gonna come back. Anyway, the <laughs> the act of doing a C-section when you go into the operating room is so weird. Like, it's so weird. I just I can't stop yawning today. Um, it's so weird because you end up having like you end up you're awake while they're cutting into you. Like you're awake in the operating room and any other time in your life, you'd be like, put me out. I don't want, I don't want to know. Don't want to know that you are putting a catheter in. I don't want to know that you're like cutting into, I don't know, want to know when the operation has started. It's not what I want to know. And I love medicine and I love science. And if I was not the patient, I'd be like, you don't want to watch. But uh, to be the person, like the like you be me like I don't I, I don't want it I don't want it I don't want it but in this case it's like one of those big surreal feelings of like oh my gosh I'm really doing this I'm really letting them do this to me I didn't even like I was sitting there thinking like and I didn't even take any anti-anxiety medication today like we didn't do anything to help me with this anxiety I mean they gave me hydroxyzine because I wasn't sleeping because I was contracting. Like, they put the monitors on just before they had the C-section. They were like, oh, yeah, you're still having contractions. And my doctor, like, walks in and goes, I really can't believe you're still here. Like, I really can't. I can't believe this is taken. So I'm like, yeah, I know. I can't either. I'm done. Get him out, please. (laughs) The last thing I will say is that making sure that you touch that scar tissue. This, the stitches come out after a couple of days. They remove the bandage after a day. 
and mine were dissolvable stitches, so I didn't have to have them removed, but um, some people have used other suture methods, but it's really important. I felt like I, even as someone in the medical field, I was not comfortable with one, looking at the scar until it really healed, and two, I wasn't really good at touching the skin just because it was a really odd sensation. It's like, it's the sensation you get when your teeth go, when your mouth is numb during a a dental procedure, except it's like in random places. And some places hurt when you touch. Sometimes it does. Like touching a scar tissue sometimes will hurt. Even to this day, sometimes it does have a little bit of irritation. I wouldn't say it's like agonizing, but sometimes, you know, if my son steps on the right spot, spot of my stomach, it's like, oh my God, what did you just do? So, I would make sure that you touch that area with both your fingers, light touch, deep touch, and then massage that area, as well as making sure you use different textures, soft textures, hard textures, so your body is getting that sensory experience. And the Belly Whisperer goes through this in a lot of her program of just how to get through that difficulty in that time. And then things like vitamin E oil and castor oil were really helpful to me to help break up the, reduce the inflammation and help with the healing process. And then I also really liked using Centella Asiatica, which is a, it's Gotukola is the common name of that. But that herb is actually known in, in healing processes, it helps with the alignment of collagen fiber fibrogen formation which in a very technical way it makes it so that the scar tissue doesn't go like crosswords it goes like the right way I'm like putting on the camera (laughs) it's a really cool opportunity for your body to be able to have a very strong strength to add strength to the collagen buildup when you're going through wood repair so I applied that with the vitamin E as well as some castor oil after the wound really healed, so a couple weeks after, I started applying that and doing massages with those oils, and that really helped with the feeling and sensation, as well as just making it a little bit less tight, because it's very, like, it's it's very easy to just not want to touch it, so I would (laughs) not want to touch there, but partly because you're like, that hurt, so why would I touch it, but then it just feels weird. Like, it just feels weird. It's fine now. It's two and a half years later. I'm fine. You will be fine if you have a C-section. But I definitely feel like I wish I had done a little bit more touch therapy in the first couple months just so I didn't have as big of a... I have a very tiny scar. Very tiny. Very unnoticeable unless you really look because I have a huge belly sitting over it that I'm working on. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) But, uh... (laughs) there are parts where scar tissue definitely has formed. And so it'll, when I lose the belly weight that I currently am holding on to, which I'm blaming on breastfeeding because I'm still nursing, even though I kind of don't want to, we'll get on that train later. <laughs> I'm torn guys. I'm torn. I want to, I want to keep nursing. I love the connection I have with my son. I actually really do love it. I never thought I'd be that, that woman, but uh, I love it. And I'm, He's two and a half and I need to be ready to be done soon, but I'm not ready to be done soon. And I'm like, oh, it's sad. But I, when I get there and I actually get through it, I'll, 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 I'll talk to you all about what I did. Anyway, the other, some other helpful tips that some women have is to use a belly band. Really, that kind of helps during bowel movements. 
after after you have a c-section it's very painful to constrict your ab muscles because they've been cut so it's really not not all not all your ab muscles have been cut but they've been shifted around and it's not fun so you know they help with keeping things tight. Now, I will also say this, that keeping a belly band on long-term or for long periods of time, longer than the first couple of weeks, is not really good for your core muscles and it's not gonna lead to strengthening or flattening of the muscles in any way, shape, or form. So use it for like the first couple of weeks while your skin is healing, while your muscles are going back into place, and while you're having a little bit of healing repaired in the muscles of your abdomen so that you don't have long-term weakness. I wouldn't do it much more than that. And then the other thing I will say is stay ahead of the pain meds. When I was on the table, this is really a lot of info that probably some people might not like, but when I was on the table, they were doing, they, you know, my son was out. I was very distracted. So it wasn't like I was like aware, but they irrigate your uterus, which I, ooh, ooh, ooh. it's not fun. That part was painful. Like, I, it was painful. And I kept going, the anesthesiologist though, that I had kept going, can I give you some fentanyl? Can I, can I please give you some fentanyl? Because they saw my face going like, can I please give you something for that? Like, can I? And I'm like, no, I don't want fentanyl. I don't want fentanyl. I don't want fentanyl. My mom works, my mom's seen what awful things they do. Because my mom works with addiction medicine. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And then finally, I was just like, okay, I tap out. Give me some fentanyl. He finally gave it to me. And it was amazing. You know? Like, I was living high. Literally. Literally. But I did, after having the medication, you still are numb for about, like, six, four, six hours. Your feet start to wake up. And, like, you slowly get your feeling back fairly quickly. But within six hours of your surgery, if you've had a planned C-section and you have a spinal tap, they you end up having full function fairly quickly after your surgery, but they do provide you with other pain meds. A lot of hospitals will give you Demerol or something else to help uh, whatever they're going to prescribe you. They're going to give you something. But I was able to stay ahead of things. So we did everything on a schedule and I told the nurses, like, I don't really want to go based on my pain scales. I don't want to start to feel pain. I want to know that we're attacking it first and once I've gotten to the point where it's a couple of days, then we'll try and spread out the time frames so that I don't have to take as much. Because what usually happens with pain, any kind of pain management strategies is a lot of people try to go, I'm going to do as little amount of pain management as possible because I don't want to get addicted or I don't want to love this stuff. In reality, I don't love it. I don't, I don't love it. I don't like not being me. And I don't like the... They just make you nauseous, they make you constipated, they make you not able to, like, stop the gap between this and this. And if you have ADHD, like, that's just not a recipe for, like, anything to make sense. That, and I didn't feel my son take out my IV, so my arm ended up, like, getting all, like, IV infiltrated in my arm. And so it got just, like, huge, like, double, double, and it was painful afterwards to, like, have that to figure out, so... There were things that were distracting about being on the payments that I did not like. In terms of keeping up with it, I kept up with the pain meds until I was out of the hospital. They make you stay in the hospital for three days, two nights. So I, I kept up with it for about 72 hours. And then I slowly 
weaned down. I think I took a couple more pills when I got home of, I think they gave me oxycodone and that was helpful to get me to the point where I could manage being home and uh, you know, having all of the new things and figuring out how I was going to get into my chair, figuring out how I was going to get my cart where it needed to go, all the things. And also holding a 10 pound baby, you know, figuring out how to pump all the things, which when you pump or when you breastfeed at all, you are increasing oxytocin, 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 and the oxytocin leads to more contractions, which is painful if it's, you know, around a scar, which there already is a scar there if you, like, have a natural birth, but we're getting into details we don't need to, but anyway, my point is, stay ahead of the pain, manage your pain, don't try to do things gritting through it, it's not worth it, you have too much going on. Now, I had to get off of it, like, almost immediately the day after we got home from the hospital. My husband had to go to, back to work because, you know, woo! And uh, I ended up having a couple of them. I got that one day. I did have a little bit more uh, pain meds just because my pain was a little bit higher than I wanted just so I could be focused with my child. Um, and then by day four, I was only on Tylenol. And then within like six or seven days, I was literally not taking anything. And so it's possible to get off the medication very quickly. You don't have to be, get dependent just because you're on a schedule during the time you're in the hospital or a little bit after doesn't mean that you're going to have problems. Follow the instructions of your physician. Take it as directed. Don't go overboard. Stop when you feel like you can stop, but get ahead of the pain because if you aren't ahead of the pain, you're going to start to initiate the medication a little bit after when you're going to start the medication and have the potential to take more trying to get out of the pain or diminish the pain than if you just stay ahead of the pain and manage the pain until you're able to really get to the point where you don't need the pain medication anymore. And generally speaking, that's probably around 72 hours for most people. Sometimes it's a little less, sometimes it's slightly more. But again, follow the instructions of your doctor and you should be fine. It didn't feel like I was like, would I have been fine if I just took Tylenol? Probably. But also, I was trying to make sure that I had the capacity to take care of my child while also managing my pain as much as I could. And I don't find that I couldn't, like I didn't find that it helped that it made me groggy or incapacitated in any way that I couldn't take care of my child. So, and I also had support. I had other people around. So those are all things to take into consideration. Stay ahead of your pain. Make sure you give yourself time to rest. Make sure you move when you have the capacity to do so, including very short walks or walks that are very simple. Do not do an inclined, and I do not recommend going into a public crowded place like, say, Pike's Place with a stroller. Just find your house and manage your time. And then don't be afraid to massage and, and move the tissue around that C-section scar and work through it as best you can. And then also, congratulations. It's really not easy to repair your body from a surgery that you did while you were awake. It's, you know, socially acceptable, but like, holy crap, what kind of archaic thing does that sound like? Like, well really we allow this but we do so yeah i hope this was really helpful i hope you really feel supported going into your c-section and you feel like you can get through one of the hardest parts about delivery if you aren't actually delivering your baby 
you're having your physician help you out. So it's still, still your birth story and it's still beautiful. I hope this helps and I hope you have a wonderful day.